0: Everything's waiting for you, you just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan, this is the Get Off The Bench podcast, and here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys and welcome to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Hope you've had a fabulous week. Hope you've had uh, a couple of attempts at putting something out there and uh, or at least had some more thoughts about "Mm, maybe I could do that thing that I really want to do. I really hope so. God I just want to see people flourish. I want to see the world change. I want to see your gift out there. I love that so much and Particularly today, if you're an artist, now, when I say art, you know, art's so big, it could be music, you know, painting, it could be hand letter writing, it could be, I don't know, you know, art. There's a, a thousand forms of art. And often we're told art is a hobby. Well, you know, that's, that's bullshit. And I want to sort of get right to the guts of this because often artists feel like they're not worthy, feel like what they've got is not going to make a difference to the world. Well, art is a massive thing. Art makes all the difference to the world. So today's guest is Michelle Petrofitter. Now, she is an artist entrepreneur in the music industry performing throughout the US as the drummer for the independent band Banshee Tree. She's a tour designer, so she books all the tours and performances for the band. But on the music side, she's a live performance artist, a studio drummer and an educator. But on the business side, she designs tour routes, pitches to venues, negotiates contracts and builds relationships with venues and talent buyers. She's booked and performed major festivals including the Arise Music Festival, Sonic Bloom and Northwest String Summit with major acts such as Keller Williams, Victor Wooten, the Infinite String Busters and Devochkut. Michelle's passionate about sharing her knowledge and encouraging artists to take their career into their own hands. She believes that each person has a unique voice to bring to the table and implores artists to dig deep to uncover that. She also stands for breaking the traditional lenses through which we are taught to see genuine roles. Hurrah for that. Anyway, from Denver, Colorado, welcome, Michelle.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Karen.
0: Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I love what you're doing. Love it. On many levels. Thank you so much. You know, as a muso myself, I love to see... uh not that there's much gender bias, you know, going on in music because girls really do rock it, you know, but... Um, <laughs> Agree. <laughs> I remember when when I was younger, because I'm 57, and when I was younger, um, you know, I really, really loved Susie Quattro, you know, and Joan Jett, you know, all of those kind of ones. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was mm-hmm. really... Um, it, it just wasn't the thing, you know, mostly it was men with guitars in their hands and particularly drummers and bass guitarists, you know, that sort of stuff. And Susie was yeah. my idol. And I did get to meet her too. I oh, I, cool. I got to meet her twice actually. She's just unbelievable. But anyway, we're not going to talk about Susie all day. We're going to talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's such a good thing that you're doing. And I love that you're saying everyone should bring their voice to the table and – you know, there's so many people who don't in 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 music. So, so we want to, yes. yeah. So we want to hear about that. So, what's it like in our lovely Denver, Colorado today? Today is
1: gorgeous. I've I've honestly I've been in my apartment most of the day today. <laughs> but if I was to go outside, it's beautiful fall weather, autumn as you guys say. Yeah, yeah. Sunny and and we get 360 or. We get three hundred days of sunshine a year here in Colorado. So wow! It's a it's pretty good. It's pretty good living out here.
0: Yeah, we don't get that where I'm from. We we say it rains rains nine months of the year and drips off the trees <laughs> the other three. That's <laughs> <laughs> at
1: least we've got water, I
0: suppose. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that sounds good, and I love all the um Colorado pitch. I've never been there, but the pictures I've seen it, It's just um. Looks absolutely beautiful, particularly up in the mountains.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely very, very grateful to live here.
0: It's nice when we appreciate the place we live, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Now, things have probably changed a little for you at the moment because of COVID, you know, like the touring's, you know, a little bit off and everything. But actually, I'd like to ask you that. Let's get into this first. Tell us about... Um like you're doing amazing stuff with your band. Well, were, you know, and still will once we can get out and about. That tell us about the journey to um to where you are today. Like, you know, any I don't know, as a kid were you a rock star? You know, how did you get to this? <laughs> <laughs> um sure. Yeah. So
1: so I grew up in New Jersey um on the east coast of the US and um I my family was not musical so there was there were really no musicians in in the family but i just i became fascinated with singing i learned a song for a school concert and um the song was somewhere over the rainbow and i just i i i couldn't stop myself from singing that song and so i would sit of our little swing set and sing that over and over and over to all of my neighbors every day. Aww. I'm sorry. <laughs> if any of you guys are listening, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but, but eventually my mom uh, asked me if I wanted to get voice lessons and I, w- I didn't even know that was a thing that you could do. And I was just overjoyed at the idea. And so I was taking lessons, voice lessons from when I was seven until through, through my teenage years. And then through my teenage years, I kind of started getting into some, uh, some trouble. And my mom, again, brilliantly swooped in and um, offered me to go to the school. It's, called School of Rock. And so it's where you go yeah. to learn how to play rock music and they made a movie about it. You might have seen yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't so, I didn't realize it was a real thing though. Wow. It it is. Yes, yes.
1: The wow. re, the Paul Green School of Rock. It started in Philadelphia and um wow. And I think she she saw this as an opportunity to kind of give me something to focus on and um mm. And it, it it did the trick as I joined the school and I discovered drums through that as a teenager and just became obsessed and just started practicing three hours a day. And all my friends were at the school. We just would jam all day and my life became completely immersed in music. I became totally obsessed mm. and, and it gave me a drive and a reason to... Kind of wake up in the morning. So I ended up going to school for music business and um and and performance. And then when I got out of college, I feel like that's where my real education began. Yeah,
0: of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So studying the industry helped me have the confidence to get started with booking, with having Mm -hmm. really no no experience or clue what i was doing and through that i've just built built it up and built it up and um and went from that to to booking u.s tours for my band so that's kind of short of it
0: yeah but that's a good that's good there's a you know a lot of synergy there too i for me i was um it wrapped up in music you know for all, well, for all of my life you know but as a kid um, I couldn't think of anything else other than playing my guitar you know that was yeah. like you said being immersed in it but you did something slightly different to me you actually um, went on to, to school to learn about it you know I, I, I mm-hmm. didn't and so I, I think that's you know a, a big thing it's it, it taught you how to book all that sort of stuff I, I kind of just winged it all my life so I think you know, you, you, you did a great thing there or your mum did anyway. <laughs> well, I do, I do want to,
1: to emphasize that, like, cause I feel like a lot of people think that if they don't go to school, they can't do this. And yeah. most of my learning came after school. I learned how to be an, an independent human in college, yeah. <laughs> but I learned how to really, uh, be a performer and be, um, a business person outside of school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it gives you the information, but you've still got to put it into practice, don't you? You still mm-hmm. have to test it. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't have said what I said, but I'm going to, you know, I, I think that, um, cause I agree with you. I think that all of our learning, you know, our good learning is done in life life experience, but, and, and to be honest with you, I went on to make thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, from, um, performance but it was it was hard and I wish I had have known some of those tricks you, yeah. You know, and, and, yeah but um but you know, I didn't yeah That's- well I'll I only stopped a few years ago because um my, my I lost my voice and it was a, a thyroid issue and I've since oh. had my thyroid out and uh, now I can only sing like one song a day and it and even that pushes it that that breaks my voice but it's oh, um wow. so you you young lady hang on to what you've got <laughs> treasure it yes <laughs> because, uh, you know you don't realize what you've got you don't you take it for granted you know and um, yeah yeah but. Yeah. Oh, I love your story. I love that. Well, what, what, um, motivates you, you know, to be so driven like now, so because you've, you know, when you were a kid or you all you could think about his music, but now like, do you get up every single day and say, yeah, music, 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 and I've got to teach others. <laughs> I've got to show others. You're like, are you, are you that driven?
1: I, you know, every, every day is different. Um, but yeah, I something happened in quarantine that really um, helped. It, quarantine it oddly motivated me even more um, because I've, I mm-hmm. see a lot of musicians who are um, kind of in a funk or depressed because they can't do the work. And um, I feel like now is such a valuable time to do the work because we have so much time mm-hmm. on our hands. So now is the time to really – enrich your skills and really uh connect with other musicians and learn learn for example if you're not so good at recording now is the chance to learn how to record and it's just a real opportunity to grow as a musician yep. and um i i want to take advantage of it myself and help other people realize that it is the time to take advantage of mm. so yeah that that has been definitely a motivating thing mm for me.
0: Yeah, I've been talking about that with a lot of other guests too is that you know this whole covid thing has it while it's disastrous, you know, and there's you can't even put put it into words how it's affected all the families of you know people who have passed and that sort of stuff, but it's it's also a, an amazing opportunity. Um for you know to see the silver lining in it you know and and exactly what exactly. you say to to just say well where was I at what wasn't working in my life because a lot of us were in a situation where we're running the rat race in you know and, yeah to stop and yes. say you know, well, you know most of us and and I don't think we keep saying we want to go back to normal but I don't think normal was that that bloody fantastic you know it's I agree yes yeah. <laughs> what, what a great opportunity now speaking stop. to my heart yeah. well I think we were driving ourselves <laughs> into the ground and driving the planet into mm-hmm. absolute oblivion you know and 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 we yes we'd, just um humanity you know i don't want to go right down the whole sad sack here but humanity has really lost the plot and um mm-hmm. just destroying each other animals the planet you know our own spirituality it, so much is being destroyed and i think that it, it's our almost our responsibility you know as as individuals as a, at, to join part of a collective to to think about what we can do better, you know, and take this time yeah. to just say, and and all the stuff, you know, I suddenly we can't get to all these places we were going to, and we suddenly realise I actually don't need to, you know, I I can <laughs> yeah. cut back a lot. It's funny though, I don't know what's like in America with um our musicians like our government you know, started paying out people and giving uh, subsidies and everything else. But our musicians were completely overlooked, you know, because it's kind of like that's not a real job. Ah. I think they fixed it but only through um, musicians campaigning. But, um, yeah, there was a real issue there that musicians weren't, you know, the entertainment industry wasn't a real industry. And it's, um, yeah, that's, that's a real. Did you have that problem in America? We were very,
1: very lucky. Um, they they changed the rules of the unemployment to help gig workers essentially. So yeah. we were we were under the category of gig workers or um, self-employed, and they took great care of us. Wow. I feel I feel very lucky and very um, very thankful for you know we I feel that I have been supported through this. Mm.
0: That's fantastic. I, I, I yeah. can't speak for the outcome in Australia because I don't know what um, the outcome was, but I know it was an issue. So that's really fan That's really fantastic because. You know, you're depending on this money normally, you, you know, yeah. and, and it's yeah. your income. And a lot of people, you know, I think you'd probably feel the same is that uh, a lot of people will think, well, you just play music and you love it. So, um, and I'm not going to pay you very much because you're just a mm-hmm. museo. But I don't, people don't realize the hours and hours and hours that go into behind the scenes and the travel and yes. the petrol and the you know like
1: well, <laughs> yes. the fuel, whatever. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. And you know what? What I would say to that, because I feel like that is used against artists, and I've, I see this all the yeah. time, where where it's it's uh, almost pitched to the artist like they're doing you a favor yeah. for even letting you play there because you're getting exposure, or yeah. because you just love to do it, and whatever. It's just music. But um, I'd encourage people who are in that situation to think about the value that they're bringing. In that, in just that very night that they're playing mm. to the vent, to the venue or to the restaurant or to the bar, they're encouraging people to buy drinks. Yeah. They're gathering people. They're getting people to stick around. They're creating a good environment. Yeah. So you know, the restaurant is getting just as much out of the artist as the artist is getting out of performing. Mm. So. That that is inherent value.
0: That it is, and but it's also a job. Like it's not, it's not even just the artist enjoying it. You know, like that's it's, it's a job, right. and it's a real job. And just you don't have to sit behind a desk shuffling papers. You know, to have a real job <laughs> doing something else. One
1: hundred percent.
0: It's like, and you know, we always joke. It's the only job in the world where you drive a five hundred dollar car with a five thousand dollar guitar to a fifty dollar gig. You know. It's, <laughs> Yeah. It's so true. Uh,
1: (laughs) I would like to change that narrative.
0: I know, yes, I agree. (laughs) I agree.
1: I I feel like uh artists sell themselves short a lot in that way and it is possible with a little bit of um business savvy and um being comfortable understanding the value that they have as musicians and what they have to offer. Mm. They can they can better support themselves by better negotiating.
0: Yeah, yeah. So do you think that, um, you know... you, you're you right what you're saying before about a lot of musicians don't sell themselves you know that they they don't have the confidence and you know it, it is kind of one of those industries where you you either think you're the best and you're not you know or you are the best and you don't think you are you know so the really good ones yeah. are struggle they're sort of hiding behind their guitars and you, you know the, the, there's a lot of introverts that are amazing amazing singers amazing guitarists and they they hide behind their, not not because they mean to hide, but just because they just want to play music, but they don't have a lot of that mm-hmm. interpersonal confidence and everything else. do you Do you think a lot of Musos sit around sort of waiting to be picked up by an agent, hoping to be found, or?
1: Yeah, i I do. I think that there is kind of this dinosaur uh, perspective of the industry because it kind of used to be that way you ha- there was a very specific plan for musicians and you'd have you would get a recording a record contract and all these things but now with the internet everything is completely changed and yep. you can you can be completely independent and I think a lot of people don't realize that because I don't I don't think maybe the masses have caught up Up to the new way of thinking and so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize that they can take it into their own hands and if they realize how easy it was they would there would be a lot more independent artists doing their thing.
0: And so you guide people to do that you know one-on-one if people want to come to you and uh, and help with that get help with that you you guide them through it?
1: Yes yes.
0: Yeah I think that um yeah and that's that's actually really needed like I said before I didn't have a lot of those skills you know in that sense and I think that how valuable that is just to talk to one person just to get all of those little tips makes makes a whole tour so much easier it makes everything so much easier yeah and and there's so many people who want to help too like the music industry is very um, big on supporting each other as well that's mm, I agree yeah when you um said before, you know, the dinosaur industry, I remember when I was, uh, you know, t- t- teenager, 20s, and it was exactly that. There were like 10 big bands, you know, in Australia, you know, and that was it. And they were with like two or three big record companies. And for you to get even, you just wouldn't be noticed. Like, it's just impossible. And it was back in those days where they gave them a $200,000 advance and, you know, they had to do three records right. a year and, you know, all that kind of crap. And if they if they didn't um, make the records, you know, they owed the record company and just such big stuff. And I remember when I was in my 20s and I did a music, um, uh, music management course and it was just a short course, eight weeks or something. But they said to us that, you know, soon – you're going to be able to go into a record store and uh, like go into a booth and choose the songs, not buy a whole album, just choose particular songs, and it would burn them onto a CD and you just take the CD to the counter and buy it. And I was sitting there thinking, wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> and now look, you know, it's just like, don't even, yeah. don't even have to go to the store. <laughs> you don't have to leave yeah. your house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just amazing. Technology is just amazing. Yeah. People like you, you know, your band and it, well, even me, you know, whatever we can I'll just put music up on iTunes, you, you know, and yeah. anybody can mm-hmm. have it instantly, and it's, it's, it's really actually. I think it's been great because it's. I guess you know, it's it's harder to find people because you, you don't know who to follow. You know, there's there's millions of bands out there now. Well, I should say hundreds yep. of thousands, and whereas before, you know, you knew exactly who you were you know it was this band or this band and these these people this group of people love this band and this group of people love this band and you know that was like the footy you know that's my favorite team but um you know (laughs) it's just so wonderful wonderful that it's um uh, I don't know it's great for musicians but anyway Do, do you think that people um don't realize that they can you know, take the reins for themselves. Do you think? Yeah, I think that people
1: think it is a lot harder than it is, and a lot less accessible. But yeah. you know, like you were saying, this this, in my opinion, is the most exciting time in history to be an artist, to be a music artist, because mm. we really do have all the power. The power has come back into our hands. Mm. We can we can create our own records, we can create independent labels and as long as we learn how to do all the things that that are involved, mm. we can completely be independent and be successful.
0: That sounds like a magical formula actually for an old muso like me, but it's I know it happens and it's it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer the um? Which sort of gigs do you prefer the like the little intimate restaurant ones or or the big festivals on stage? You know that uh, you pounding know, vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I
1: will say that I love all like any real any opportunity to play music where people are actually engaged.
0: Yeah. But
1: but you know you can't you can't be the Big theater gigs or the big outdoor festival gigs, where there's just thousands of people and the energy is just so electric. Mm. There's nothing like that feeling.
0: No, that is that's the that's the best. Well, apart from a stadium, that's probably the best. But you know, have you, <laughs> have you, have you played at a stadium yet? I have not, not yet. Oh, oh that's got to be on your bucket list, doesn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, got, I used to play for years, you know, well, I played 40 years, you know, in, in pubs. I don't know, do you call them, what do you call them over there? Hotels, do you know, like um, some were dives, I can tell you, some were bloody awful. <laughs> and I get to that point, you know, I was like swearing, oh, you effing bastard, you, you know, and really angry with people. Because yeah. they were, like, t- spilling beer on my foot pedals and, you know, trying to strum my guitar. Oh, yes. Flipping my book, <laughs> up, you know, the, and I'd be like, God, I could just kill you. And uh, so you have it too. Like, this is not an Aussie experience, is it? Oh,
1: <laughs> oh no, this is uh, – I actually – so we, my band Banshee Tree, we have um in the town near, near where I live, now I used to live in Colorado. Um, that's our that's our home base. And so we have every Saturday night when we're not on tour, we play in this little speakeasy vibe, dingy basement <laughs> bar. Yeah. And we're on the floor, and like you said, people are spilling beer on us and like knocking the bass player over. But I just absolutely love it because it's just it's like a dark, sweaty dance party. People are packed in and it's just it's like everyone is on this this transcendental energy wave that that can only come from playing music in a in a sweaty basement.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you've got more tolerance than me. <laughs> well, I've got the drums to hide behind. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Oh, I remember being at a gig in this band. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember who they were. And the drummer just cracked the shits. You know, at something. And the other, oh, the singer was drunk. The girl singer was drunk, and she was um, yeah, she, you know. <sighs> not playing very well at all, and he just cracked the shits in the middle of the set and he just threw <laughs> the drums and he just lifted them oh! up from be- underneath it. Whoa, and they went flying across the stage oh, and oh smashed into her and I thought, oh, wow, and he stormed <sighs> up through his drumsticks and I thought, wow. No way. <laughs> <laughs> never seen that before. <laughs>
1: rock and roll. Oh, I never know, know what's going to happen.
0: Now That's school of rock, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Oh. oh, that that was incredible, but you know, well, I ended up I ended up saying oh, I'm gonna quit this, you know. And anyway, the universe stepped in and took my throat anyway. But um, oh. you know, I was getting to a point where I I couldn't stand it anymore. You know, I just couldn't stand the um the drunks. Just couldn't yes. couldn't couldn't stand it, and, and I. From now on, I've sweared that if I ever do get my voice back again that I can play, you know, 10 songs at least and play somewhere. I'm only going to play in, yeah. in little niche venues that um, where everybody appreciates, do, you know, there's... I've got a friend called yes. Bones and she's got a shed and it just doesn't sound like much but the vibe in that little shed she has you know uh, musicians and I've played there and everyone sits around on couches and bean bags and you, you know and chairs yeah. and it's just like a big loungy shed and not one noise everybody is so so into um the musicians do you know it is yeah. the best and when you say engaged wow you know and that's that that makes you feel so I don't know that brings you to life something in shock and that does when everybody's engaged doesn't yes, it yes
1: absolutely yeah mm. it's transcendental music music affects our emotional body in such a, in a way that nothing else does and it really when when you are engaged like that in a room all together it really Bonds the group
0: Mm. of people. Well, they say it's a universal language, don't they? It's um, more than anything else. Yeah. And you've speaking on that subject. You've actually got on your on your some of your copy somewhere on your website. You say this is what you state, right? Your talent, your art, your voice is worth developing. Art is what connects us to the greater whole. So tell us, tell us more about that thought that you have.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so so I believe that every single person has a unique voice to bring to the table
0: mm.
1: and I think that it's a lot of people are scared to bring that to light because you have to it's very vulnerable and you have to mm. reveal yourself and, and not only do you have to reveal yourself to others but you have to look at yourself yeah. you have to look in the mirror and process all these things and and really uncover what it is that you have to say.
0: Mm.
1: And I think that the, the whole purpose of being an artist is to uncover what you have to say and say it in the way that only you can say it. Mm. You know, that is the the most beautiful thing that we can bring to the world and the best thing that we can do not only for listeners to inspire them, but to to have the experience of being fully expressed. I feel like a lot of people go the, the safe route and kind of copy other artists because mm-hmm. it's, it's been tried, tried and tested. And, but I think what is sometimes missed is that what you're seeing in that artist that you're looking up to, that you think you can't, you can't be as good as them. Well, it's not that, it's that you can't do what they do because they're fully expressing their voice, but you can express mm-hmm. your voice and. if if you get clear enough you will inspire other people in the way that they inspire you
0: and I think you're you're right too about the well I know you're right you know any form of art you know it's about you you, you know you're putting your soul out there you know and mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of people sort of view that as I'm putting my soul out there to be judged um, rather than I'm putting my soul out there to be enjoyed you know like mm-hmm. as a gift to the world and I I think that we all hold hold um soul secrets do you know we all hold our soul kind of uh very tightly wrapped up you know to protect yeah. ourselves but yeah. when we do share from a really true vulnerable raw position you know and really truly share that gift like you're saying there's there's this incredible magic in that that tr- that does transform other people and yourself. You know, it, it's a scary place to push through, yes. but it's extraordinarily beautiful when you do push push through it.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And I believe
1: that it, it brings you to a place of peace because when you do go through that, then it's like you don't have anything else to hide. You don't have to hide yourself anymore. You've put it out there. Now you can really, truly be yourself.
0: Ah, uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, I just interviewed um Nina G who's a who's a comedian and we were just talking about exactly that same same thing she's a stutterer and she was saying that when you put it out there nobody can say oh did you know you stutter right. Do you, you know because because you're making joke you're saying oh I'm a stutterer and they're right. like oh you know and I'm saying <laughs> with, you know, with myself I like I said in her podcast you know well I'm gay and then everyone's like Oh, uh, okay. It's like, well, where do where do people go? And this is, but the problem is, and with music and all of these other things, you still have to almost push through the blackberry patch, don't you? Of of fear and challenge oh, yeah. and courage yes. and uh, to get to that beautiful green pasture on the other side. And absolutely. And and sadly, most people don't.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah, I I I definitely had quite a blackberry patch to push through.
0: <laughs> Do you want to tell us about
1: that? Sure, yeah. Um I mean as as I was beginning my journey as a musician and, and beginning to put myself out there, I I had been told that you either have it or you don't and that I definitely don't have it and that I would never be good enough to make mm-hmm. it and I mean I, I got a point where I completely didn't believe in myself. I thought that I was never going to do anything of value. I was really taking to heart what these people told me because I, I trusted and respected their opinions and I um, I really hit hit a dark place at rock bottom where I, I, I thought that I was, I was terrible and I would always be terrible and I would never get past this point. Um, but when I hit that point of rock bottom, I had a decision to make, essentially. I could walk through the fire to get to the other side or I could give up. And mm. I realized that I music is such a part of me and is such a part of my soul that i would never be able to be at peace if i just walked away from yeah. it and and so i made the decision to get myself back up and to uh, to do the work to to heal my to heal myself to heal all of those wounds to work through imposter syndrome um, mm-hmm. to work through all the shadows parts of me that I didn't, didn't quite like and to, to really to hone in on what it was that was holding me back and, and take steps towards just improving myself, small steps and small steps, until I kind of crawled out of that hole and began to be able to have the self-confidence to really s- start doing the work in a bigger way.
0: When you say you, you're you doing little steps to help yourself, were you like reading books or listening to meditation or you know taking very long baths? You know what sort of stuff? All were you of doing? the above. <laughs> massive self care. Massive self
1: care <laughs> and meditation and things like that. To um, thing, uh, I I started doing a lot of yin yoga, which is a, a kind of a meditative kind of yoga, which allowed me to Ooh. feel the pain. Because I had yep. been pushing it away, and to actually recognize the pain—that was the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there were two books that really helped me uh, to be able to work through imposter syndrome and being able to to believe in myself, in my art. And they were yep. *The Artist Way*,
0: yep. which Julia Cameron. Yes, yep.
1: yes, that book yep. was great for me to to get. a place where because i couldn't even call myself an artist at that point the word artist was triggering to me Mm. um and then a book called the war on art by stephen pressfield Mm. um so those anybody's going through anything like that um and then i i created a practice program for myself so i i Got very intentional with what I wanted to work on on my instrument, and um, very methodically built facility to where to get myself to a place where I really felt confident in my musical skills. So, so with the uh, with the practicing, and and this is something that is is a huge confidence builder for any musician or artist who is. Uh, struggling to be confident in their work is to really build your facility, build your foundation that that's the the tools that we have are the things that we're using. So how do I say this? Um, when we practice, we're building facility on our instrument with which we can express what we want mm. to say. So in order to do that, you know, get really practical with it get a teacher make specific goals of what you want to work on what you want to get better on what what kind of a musician do you want to be what do you want to sound like so what steps do you have to take to get there and then just take these small steps that you can actually track and work towards it and it mm. kind of brings this uh, this idea of you know music can be or art in general it can be this very like in the air kind of ethereal thing, but we can ground it by really realizing that it's a skill that we can take practical steps towards.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's really good advice. Do you think that um, a lot of people still see uh, like, like you're talking about, you know, The artist Way with Julia Cameron and you, you saying, people saying to you, oh, you're never going to make it and all that sort of stuff. Do you think there's a, a real, still a really solid attitude out there that music and, and other arts is just a hobby? It's, you know, it's, you're never going to make money out of it. Like so many people believe that. So many, we've been sold this lie, haven't yeah. we, that, that, that yes. it's, it's a hobby and get a real job. yes
1: yes I um it's funny yeah because I'll say you know people say oh what do you do and I say I'm a drummer and they say oh but like is that how you make your money because it's like so hard to believe that that is the job.
0: job yeah yeah
1: yeah and then and then when I you know if you say yes they're like wow that's that's just unbelievable and so cool but you know, it's 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 very doable in a way that, yeah, I, I think you're right. Society has still not quite come around to realizing that it it is a skill that you can mm. you could do as a job.
0: Well it's no different to a, a builder or a mechanic or you know any or a chef. You know, you know. It's just, mm-hmm. just. Um, and I tell you, yeah, they they always say this that when there's a recession or when there's you know any real major catastrophes like now, um, that entertainment is the one thing that people will continue to spend money on, yeah. even when they're broke. You know, yeah. because we need it so badly, and yet we undervalue so badly all the people who bring the entertainment. To yes. Us. It's, it's...
1: I have a, I have a theory. I have a theory. Yeah? I think that I think that people think people have this idea because when they go to see entertainment, it's their time off. So they're going to see entertainment mm. when they want to just have fun and they want to let loose and they want to have some drinks and so they associate music with that. Mm. But they don't realize that on the other end, well, some of us are, I suppose, but we're really not just messing around and drinking and having fun like this is this is work on our end. Mm. But I think people see the other side of it, and so it's hard to distinguish.
0: And that could also come from, and you're right, you're absolutely right, and it could come from, um, you know, oh, my mate's a guitarist and we, we hang around and we drink and have a jam and, you know, that sort of stuff. And so they're seeing their mate's Jamming in the lounge room, and that they right. just think it's a party time, you know, have a few beers and, and yeah, but 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 for people like you, you know, it's there's a lot of bloody hard work that goes into like oh, and yeah. and the funny thing is, you know, when I used to sing, and you'll know, you'll know this, right? People have got a funny at. I'm sorry, guys, if I'm offending anyone, but it's true, <laughs> so please like learn this and hear this. But because when I'd be doing gig, people would start to me, ah, oh, play. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. Whatever. You know, brown-eyed girl. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I can play that. But you know, <laughs> you know, play. I don't know. Play a hot chili woman or yeah, play something or other. And I used to, or ACDC. Yeah. So, you know. And I used to say, well, I don't know how to play that. Oh, who gives a shit? Just play it. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't. I don't know how to play it. Oh, you play guitar. You know, must know how to play it. Well, I don't even know the words anyway. Oh, just make them up. You know. And then it's like. My Godfather, like I don't think – I think people have got this attitude. If you can play the guitar, you can play every single song in the world and you know the words <laughs> to every single song in the world and, yeah. and you have the same as a drummer. Like people think – and I know this because I've seen this you – know, people think that drummers just play – it's like such – so much more complicated than that, you know. You you can't just play. You can't just play any old song. so – do you get that problem? Do you have people doing that? Play this.
1: Play um that. so yes, yes, actually. Um we had a, a I was doing a gig because we, we we've been having gigs. So doing socially distanced gigs here. So mm-hmm. I was I was doing a gig with a piano player and we're in the middle of a, a a kind of intense jam, you know, we're both really listening to each other and playing off each other and it's it's like very we were paying attention. And this guy comes up he's like Where's the Latin music? When are you going to play the Latin music oh. and, like, talking to us? And I'm
0: like, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yep, I know it. Yep. So, yeah, that, that happened. I was playing a gig once at, this, at, a, at a house, you know, it was a private party, and I was singing and playing guitar. So you can imagine my mouth's occupied, my hands are occupied, Well, this woman <laughs> comes up and just offers me hors d'oeuvres. And she's just standing there with a plate saying, do you want one? And I'm like, and I'm trying to say in between lines, I'm, when I have a break, I'll have one. And then she goes, oh, okay. And then she says, so what are you up to nowadays? Like, <laughs> while, while I'm actually singing. Just, yes. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a, a funny, oh, it's a funny world. Yes. Oh, I could write a book, I tell you what. I, I don't know, you're much younger than me. How old are you, Michelle?
1: I'm 32.
0: Well, you wait till you, you you're going to be able to write a book too, because you know <laughs> <there's> <laughs> some some things that happen at gigs, aren't there? That you think, wow, nobody would believe this. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs>
0: Maybe
1: I will write a book.
0: <laughs> uh, I haven't done it yet, but I think people wouldn't believe you. They'd be like, "What? Serious? You serious?" <laughs> we've had people that have stole stolen a microphone, you know, like the one, the, the like um, the wireless ones, you know, and we're we've. We don't even know it's missing and then we hear this noise, this talking and singing <laughs> and we're like, what the hell? was Where, And someone's, like, knocked off their microphone, gone into the toilets and oh started singing, Do you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, and it's, my yeah, God, yeah. that's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got no idea the stuff, but well, you have, but oh, my God. And, and when you're the only one that's not drunk, do mm-hmm. you know everybody there's drunk and you're yes. sober and you're kind of like guys... You're not actually that funny, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying um, to work here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep your noise down. I'm trying to work. Yeah. <laughs> and and tell me this. I, I can you dance? Like, I know this is a serious question. I love to dance in, in time. In time with the drums. You, you're kind of like, What the hell are you getting yes, at, please, Karen? Please clarify this question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I know so many drummers that are just unbelievable drummers, and you get them on the dance floor, and they can't hear the beat. They actually oh. can't dance to the beat. Oh. And I've I've known that. I've I've played with at least four drummers who could not dance to a beat, and and it, that is I know, but blows must my mind. Be,
1: They must just be shy. We're so used to hiding behind the drum set.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, le- all right, let's let them off the hook. <laughs> uh, oh, that might be what it is. Oh, that's awesome. And you, um, you know, you, you sort of, uh, uh, you have a thing about sexism. You know, you, you're wanting to really get it out there that, um, uh, you know, women shouldn't be treated as less. Do you experience that or...? that sort of thing much well it's not so much it's
1: not so much that I don't want I mean of course I don't want them to be treated as less but the message is more that I want them to realize that they can they can be in these roles that are traditionally thought of as men's roles such as playing the drums or being the business person of the band being the manager being the booking agent um, all of these things are are totally open to women, and I feel like we are kind of societally discouraged from taking these sort of um, decision-making roles. Mm. And I I want to encourage more women to to have the confidence to get into this role because I feel like. Um, Well, one, I don't want to see people holding themselves back just because they feel like it's not their place, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: the the industry can use more feminine energy. It's it's not, you know, it's it's it's. uh, I I see like I feel like we associate being female as having to kind of take a back seat to a lot of these roles mm. but that to me is not what femininity is at all and i don't think it has to be and yes. so so that that's kind of more the conversation that i'd like to have
0: mm. Well, that's a good conversation and you're right, traditionally those roles have been held by men. You know, the band manager, the band agent, you know, the booking agent, you know, and and, and even even a lot of the musicians, but and it's a great there are so many bloody fantastic female musicians for a start, but mm-hmm. um I also reckon that the being an agent, you know, being the person who does all the negotiation it's so good for women to do it because they're going to take a much. They're not going to take as as an aggressive stance on it, you know. And and I think I think it's wonderful. Do you do you have um any oh, what's what can I say? Do you have any m- men or venue venue places or anything like that who almost dismiss you for being a woman? Like say, oh, can I talk to the, do you have a manager? Or <laughs> can I talk to the guitarist? Do you, do, you have any, do you have any of that
1: sort of stuff? You know, I I don't. I, I, I honestly haven't had much of an issue with that. And I think that what it is, is um, it's not so much um, that inherently being, uh, female or female identified. That is not what is causing those things. I think it's that we're, we're taught to act in a certain way. Like we're taught to ask permission for everything. So we typically will approach a situation like that, which will lead us to being dismissed instead Mm. of, um, kind of, recognizing that we have the permission already that nobody has to give it to us and Mm. and then just learning the basic skills of negotiation so that you can come in on a confident footing so i think that that that's more what it what it is and and thankfully i've been i've had i've had a lot of good luck in that way
0: Yeah, but I think that's also about you. You know, you, you know you don't need permission. You know you have the power. You know you have the knowledge. You, you know what I mean? So that, that you, you're already on the front foot um, because you can go in with that sort of uh, confidence, to, you know, or that level of assurity about yourself. You know, right. so I think it, it's – I wish more, people, wish more women would learn that, you know, and uh, just accept it actually would be the first step. Just accept that I'm just as good – is anybody else out there? And you know, I yeah. can't do this stuff. And yeah, you know.
1: absolutely. I I would love to to see. I just think we need to have a shift in the way in our in our culture in the way we're treating things. And I think it's beginning to happen, but it's it's still very much. Uh, women's role is to to ask permission to be, you know, agreeable to be very you know, kind of blendy.
0: I was reading a thing the other day on LinkedIn, like a comparison, and these um, people went for a job. I I, I actually can't remember the exact stuff, but there was women and there was men. And uh, then there was a a room full of men who were choosing, and they they put a, a hidden microphone in there to record the conversations of these men who were choosing who would get the job. And and they had exactly the same uh, qualifications and all you know and experience and everything else. The women they were saying things like, um, "Well, she's got the knowledge, but she hasn't got the confidence." You know, she's she's got this, but she's too aggressive. Do you know, and they were saying uh, all this yeah. stuff. But but <laughs> to the opposite side, the men they were saying, "Oh, he's a bit cocky, but I think he's got a lot of potential." Do you, yeah. you know, so uh, he's this and he's that, and and all of the men's side were so much like we'll forgive. We can see his inadequacies. Yes. We're going to forgive them and overlook them and we're going to focus on some little um, intangible thing that we're just going to build up that to make it sound good. And yet the women, all the things that were actually tangible and good about them, they were dismissing as, you know, things that uh, women don't do well, you know, like aggressive and, you, you, you know, <laughs> um, she's too sensitive. Yeah. And
1: wow, oh and it was,
0: yeah, no, I know. Re- and I thought, you know... These are actual people um, talking about, you know, like they're just completely throwing the women out with the bathwater, yeah. even though they'd be probably be better better candidates. But yeah. yeah, it's a funny world. We say we're we say we're moving ahead in all that, and I tell you what, it, it we're not not as fast <laughs> as we should because. Everybody in the world's like, yes, we need women's rights and we need um e- equal pay and equality and all that sort of stuff. And everyone mouths it, mm-hmm. and yet we still don't have it. So therefore, it it actually doesn't take anything. Oh, right. men are earning um seventy five thousand dollars a year, women are earning sixty. Gee, we should talk about that notion. You you should just bloody fix it, bam, yeah. just straight away, pay them properly. And and I don't see why this <laughs> has to go on. Yeah, why have to go on and on and on and on and on? We know the bloody problem, fix it, you know. And yeah. it's um, but I think I think um, I don't want to throw this back at women, but unfortunately, like you say, women learn that we should um, take a back seat, you know, and be agreeable, and therefore, um, women are not sort of stepping up and saying, "No, bloody will pay me that."
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't think it's throwing it back at women to say that because I think it's 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 the whole culture everybody is teaching Mm. you know our our young girls to grow up in this way and so it's it's hard to fight that because it's such a deep-seated belief in society Mm. and so it's i think it's going to take i think it's going to take a long time but i think that if we have some role models it will be it will be helpful
0: I think that's the best way to do it through role modeling. I, I do because that's you know when you when you look at um young girls they're idolizing do you, you know they, mm-hmm. so let's idolize a um a good role model yeah you know rather than a fashion model and, yeah a, and all that sort of yeah, stuff instead yeah instead of
1: Barbies maybe let's 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 GI Joes huh? Real... Hey? Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not even GI Joes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get we'll get we'll get girl dolls that are builders and that sort of stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Or political change makers or you know Yeah, that's
0: right. With t shirts that say, Don't mess with me <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you know, it is a ridiculous, it is a ridiculous um, conversation. You know, it shouldn't even be happening. I mean, I know I'm not saying it's ridiculous as in we should take it off the table because we should not. But it's ridiculous that it's even there in the first place. It just shouldn't bloody be there but um, anyway but people like you you know are, are changing it and I think all the all the women in the world you know like us that are standing up and and saying stuff it it makes a difference and we're role modeling to other people that we can make a difference and Anyway, and there are I reckon uh, I know more good female drummers than I do male drummers. Okay. So stick that boys. <laughs> Sorry about that. the little the little techniques are a little bit more nimble and you know, really, really got it there. So, yeah, <laughs> bugger it. i will say it, don't Yeah, worry exactly.
1: About that. A feminine approach, you know, <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit more flowy, a little bit
0: more... Yeah. I just I think all that's... those little ticker tickers are just a bit nicer, aren't they? Yeah. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, great. But you're teaching also on your website. I see that you've got a lot of free lessons, you know. So and and little snippets, little five minute snippets, and that kind of stuff that people can come to your website and start to, you know, have a bit of practice and learn. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just little quick lessons, and then I I I teach as well just online and in my in my home. I do a few lessons, but mostly online and.
0: And you're starting a, an online course soon. Yeah. So um,
1: the course is on how to book your your own independent tour. So like full the how to how to how to route it, how to reach out to venues, how to negotiate for yourself, um, how to craft an email, a pitch, how to follow up, and and you know all, all the stuff that goes into it.
0: That'll be fantastic, and it won't just be. I know that you're writing it to the U.S. market, but really, it's it's going to be um, relevant to everybody, to all countries, because it's still the same type of venues that people are trying to pitch to, right? You know, and the same, yeah. So it'll be that'll be a really valuable tool. Really valuable. I'm hoping so. How, how far off are you from um, getting that finished? Oh, I'm putting you under pressure now. Oh, yeah, you're going to make me commit to a time now. Uh, you know, um,
1: I I want to wait to release it until before, uh, like once things kind of come out again. So it'll probably be yeah. by the, the coming spring, once tour, people are starting to get ready for tour and people actually... Can, can go out on the road again because it's all on hold at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll be perfect timing actually. Mm-hmm. And people will be looking for that stuff. Oh, how do I get out there? How do I do this? So, yeah. no, I think that's, that, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Well, this podcast is about um, inspiring people to get off the bench, of course. So um, what, what advice would you give to somebody who's, um, let's say, let's go down your your path, totally immersed in their art, so let's whatever form that is music art whatever but they never take it any further than a hobby because they feel like you know that old saying nobody will want what i offer yeah what would just what advice would you give to you've already given a few gems but let's just wrap it up in a nutshell sure
1: what? yeah um i would say if if you're if you are have been working on your art and you haven't you know, haven't gotten the courage to to put it out there yet, I would say first, share it in a low pressure way. So just start, start sharing small bits of it in a way that isn't so pressurized. Like you don't have to just release a full length album, bam, off the bat. But just start sharing little spurts of it in, in different ways. So it can even be as small as starting to share your music on your Instagram your Instagram stories, something very small. Um, and then once you get comfortable sharing it, because that's already a huge thing right there, just putting it out there. Whew, did it. That was terrifying. But then you get comfortable with it. And then you can start sharing in bigger ways. And so I, I would say just take wherever you're at and just ask yourself what is the next step forward from where i am right now and what's going to push my comfort level to where i'm just a little bit uncomfortable and go there and then just keep working your way out taking those small steps until you're able to to really feel comfortable just freely you know sharing and selling your art
0: yeah, great advice, and I think I think that's a, a a big problem is that people get overwhelmed by the big picture. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've got to put an album out. You know, and and where do I start? And you know, what if I'm not good enough? And what if people don't buy it? And then what if they boo me off? You, you know, and we get mm-hmm. we do focus on that massive big picture sometimes. And I agree that we need a direction to head towards. But you know, like you're saying, and I totally agree with you. Put the next paver down. Step on yeah. it. You know, and and then you'll see what the next one is. And then yeah. step on that. And it's it takes the pressure off. I yeah, I love it. Great it great advice. Great, absolutely Thank terrific. You. Oh, it's my pleasure. Now this has been awesome. Um, I want people to start following you and check you out. So where can people find you? They can
1: find me on my website, which is michellepetrafetta.com. I know it's a long last name. <laughs> um,
0: and, Should you spell uh, it? <laughs> sure, sure.
1: It's uh, it's uh, P-I-E-T-R-A-F-I-T-T-A um so my website is just my um or my instagram michelle.petrofetta.drums those are my two main yep. locations
0: fantastic and that that surname is a bit hard and i wasn't sure how to pronounce it either but um i'm definitely will have that on the show in the show notes so you know people can um just click straight through you can just click straight through and find michelle but um what what a amazing what amazing work you're doing i just i just love it and you might not think it's that you know special like i'm just a drummer and i'm just booking gigs and but it is special <laughs> you know it's 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 role modeling and it's um it's it's you know breaking down barriers for you know in the gender scene it's 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 um for artists who are too scared, to, you know, feeling too, um, not ready to share their soul, you're sort of putting it out there too. And you, plus all your snippets on your website and your online course, is just showing everybody how to do it. And I think it's bloody magnificent. I think it's wonderful.
1: Thank you so much, Karen.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. I just want to see, um, you know, people who have gotten off the bench and just, just decided to push through some stuff and get out there. I want to showcase, you know, all that to the world because there are so many people right now sitting around at home, you know, and listening to this, you know, that have got an idea in their head or that they have a dream or something and they're just not doing it because they're just not taking that next step. And I just think, damn, just Ah, oh, you know if, if all of my guests like you can just inspire even one person each podcast you know to, just to push a yeah. bit further then we're successful you know it's we're making a difference and that's critical absolutely yeah well, I'm going to go and check you. Well, I have been checking you out anyway. I've been stalking you, so I apologise. That, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it's harmless. <laughs> well, I hope a few, hope a few more people stalk you and follow you. So it's um, yes,
1: yeah. stalk <laughs> away.
0: Yeah. And where can we listen to um, Banshee Tree? Have you got some um, yeah, yeah music out there? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, so we are in the process of of we're recording an album right now, which will be out. The winter or the spring, depending on when we we get done with it. But currently, we have um, music on Spotify and YouTube.
0: Okay, good. Okay, good. Well, I'll try and find some and I'll put a link in the show notes as well to something as well. So that's fantastic.
1: I think we're on all the things, actually. Apple Music and SoundCloud and anywhere you can buy music, pretty much. (laughs) So I can send you a link.
0: Yeah, fantastic! Yeah, do that, and I'll put that in the show notes. But also, the name of the band will be in the show notes anyway for other people to, um, you know, to go and uh, dig you up and have a listen. So, ah, oh, well, I've had a lovely chat. I love love chatting with musos. I do especially successful ones like you because you make me jealous but that's okay yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no we're all good I think it's wonderful all right well thank you so much for joining me thanks for um sharing your your love with um my beautiful audience and I truly appreciate it
1: yes thank you so much it was my pleasure
0: oh thank you all right we'll check you soon bye thank you Oh guys, come on, how is that? Like that's I love this stuff. Oh Michelle and Michelle talked about going through that damn blackberry patch, you know, and, and people saying you're not good enough, you're not gonna make it, all that crap. Honestly, guys, if you're if you're an artist in any field and you're hearing that stuff, stick it don't worry about that stuff because you know what you absolutely have magic inside you I reckon everyone can sing actually but that's another topic altogether but you know what there's magic inside you you have a gift if you're really drawn to a particular art don't let people tell you it's just a hobby and even if they do tell you that and even if you do think that do your hobby anyway, and keep pushing through and keep pushing through and bring it out to the world because people need to see it. And I know it's about your soul. You know, every every form of art is like exposing your soul. And there's always that fear of judgment and criticism. Yeah, you know, I've got news for you. People are criticizing you anyway. They're judging you anyway. So you might as well have your good stuff out there. But just please live your life as as You know me, here I go again. I'm banging on about it. But guys, I so want to inspire you to just, Please, please, please give your gift to the world. Please do it. People like Michelle are doing it. There are others doing it. And the world needs what you have. It truly does. Anyway, that's it for me. Thanks again for uh, joining me. Thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for putting up with all my ranting on and banging it on at the end of every podcast. I love you for it. And uh, that's it. I'll see you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.